Welcome to Drive Time, our UCLA Anderson Fully Employed MBA podcast. I'm Dylan Stafford, an assistant dean and your host. We want you to meet some of the great women and men of FEMBA, to share in their success, and to give you an inside look at the impact of their MBA. Today's interview is with Ed Moses, class of 2016. Ed is FEMBA's first Olympic medalist. He won gold in the 4x100 medley relay in Sydney in 2000 plus silver in the 100-meter breaststroke. For his career, he's a 13-times world record holder. And now, only a month before FEMBA graduation, after we recorded this podcast, Ed just qualified for the Olympic trials on only two practices in the past four years. Please note, there is not a lot of time to practice for the Olympics during FEMBA. Professionally, Ed is an entrepreneur, co-founding Mojo Marketing and Media before FEMBA, and now he's just launched his second company, StatFuel LLC, during FEMBA. Perhaps my favorite part of this interview was hearing Ed talk about building confidence during school. How did UCLA build confidence in someone this accomplished? Well, enjoy this podcast, learn for yourself, as you meet a great FEMBA, Ed Moses, 2016. Ed, say hello. Yeah, hello everyone. Glad to be done with uh, my classes and uh, good to be here. Um, thanks for joining us. I'm going to kind of hand the microphone over to you, Ed. Why don't you kind of give people a little background where you grew up, kind of your your first degree before, and you know, kind of just a little bit of that. Sure. Um, so yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I started here three years ago, obviously after um, being convinced by you, Dylan, <laughs> that this was the best career move I could possibly make. Um, and uh, yeah, I really, I really didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. Um, I wasn't planning to come back to business school, um, you know, ever, to be honest with you, mm. um, until, um, you know, the, the chips kind of fell where they were in my life at the moment. And um, I had some free time and uh, I, had a, I had an idea I wanted to do something else, something different uh, with my life, uh, just personally and professionally. And, um, you know, after speaking with you and uh, the process of, of what it takes to, um, you know, get into Anderson, apply for Anderson and uh, eventually enroll in Anderson and uh, start taking classes. Um, I found it interesting. I, I really, um, you know, listened to what you had to say, came over to, uh, you know, the campus and uh, and saw the culture of what what was actually happening over here. And uh, and, I, and I liked what I saw. And uh, the most important thing for me, though, was to to reflect and see if this is something that, you know, that I wanted to do, not not just to advance a professional career or, or get an MBA, but at the end of the day, it's three years of my life in my mid-30s for me. You know, I started at 32 years old, um, you know, no significant other or family, but it's still a three-year commitment. When you when you look at that, that's almost, a, you know, another undergrad degree. It really is close, yeah. You know, so, um, you know, time does fly and all things that, that you do right now, but at the end of the day, like I said, this is, you know, it's a thousand days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> spoken as someone who's just been measuring what he's yeah. been up to. Yeah, a thousand days back in school, and mm -hmm. not not only just back in school, but back in the classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, driving to campus, uh, spending four or five hours. Uh, you know, some days, multiple days a week in the classroom, learning, reading, studying, listening, digesting, reproducing. You know, those are things that not necessarily you do. Um, you know, in the workplace. So, uh, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror and said. Let's go for it. Mm. You know, I, I really said I'm not going to question it too much here. I, I, I recall speaking to you, and it was, 
I think we had a turnaround of around six or seven weeks. Yeah, uh, you, you got your application it, in. It was yeah. quick. You know, I think our conversations were, you know, turn of the year, like February or March. And you said, well, I think you might be able to hit that last deadline. And um, it, it was kind of just a, um, you know, everything happened for a reason mentality that I had at that point. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to apply to anywhere else. Um, I know when people look at business school, they, you know, they ask around multiple business schools, multiple students. Um, for me, honestly, it was, I'm either going to go to Anderson or I'm not going back to business school. Um, just the way things timed, you know, up for myself and what everybody told me about this school, what I thought the benefits would be, um, obviously location being, being here in LA and, uh, and I had you, mm. you know, you were here to help me through the process quickly. And, and I realized, you know, the longer I wait, it, Honestly, if I skipped the year that I wanted to uh, and, and thought about it for another year, it wouldn't have happened. Mm. You know, it just would not have happened. Uh, something else would have come up in my life, as it always does. And uh, and I'm glad I made the decision. But um, it became a quick reality, and I think that helped me get here, especially since I wasn't planning to be in business school, you know, over multiple years. And being that um, at the time I owned my uh, own marketing company, right. um, you know, n nobody was forcing me. You know, yeah. nobody said you should go back to school. You know, there were um, not too many technical skills that I thought I lacked to help my business. Um, but there's always that grass is greener on the other side, you know, so the, I always want more. There's always more things that I could do. And uh, the opportunity just fell in my lap. And, uh, you know, like like we're discussing here, I decided to uh, jump through the hoops and enroll and get into Anderson. And and I remember those conversations a little bit. So kind of take people back to where you were. We'll tell people about Mojo Media. Like, sure. So so how you had, because as I remember it, and correct me if I'm remembering poorly, you know you'd done well. You'd created this company with you know one of, a person out of your own network, mm -hmm. and and it was the sports marketing, and you know you'd you'd gain traction, and you'd kind of hit a level where okay, what what's going to be what's sure. going to help me break through. So sure. take yeah. people back kind so of. So I can give you a quick uh, synopsis background undergrad and all. So um, I went to undergraduate school at um, University of Virginia, no. um, and I graduated with a degree in um, a BS in education with emphasis in sports medicine. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, I never applied it. Um, I went on to continue three or four years after University of Virginia into a swim career where um, I went to the Olympics, won a gold and silver medal, and uh, continued swimming for a couple of years. But once I realized my career in athletics was done, I you know, I have to enter the workforce. I have to become a man. <laughs> and um, so after a few years dabbling, uh, deciding what I was going to do, I did end up starting a uh, marketing business with a, a partner of mine that um, I had met a couple years earlier. And we shared some aspirations in the entertainment field and content, um, you know, basically business development through content. And um, I moved out here to Los Angeles in, um, in 2009. And uh, we started the company. Uh, we picked up a couple clients, worked with the LPGA, worked with CBS, JetBlue, um, Jamaican Tourism Board. So we had a good couple clients to start. Um, and we did that for two or three years, but um, we really didn't start the company with a vision in mind of what we were going to be. And uh, what's weird is that that's kind of similar to the same way I started business school. You know, <laughs> I'm noticing a trend. <laughs> there's, just, there's just something that excites me, and then I'm like, I'll figure it out later. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't need to know exactly what it is right now, but it... It's an opportunity, you know, starting a company is an opportunity and sometimes you have to force your hand and then, you know, put out all the fires afterwards. It's not so linear and it's definitely not linear here in business school when it's, as I'm knowing now, it's not linear afterwards. So, um, you know, you can forget about that path. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the company is doing well, but I said, what, what can I do to make, to make it better? You know, what, what can I learn more? You know, especially in marketing and content because I didn't study it as a, an undergrad. Um, I was learning from field experience which was great, but, um, you know, I want to be the best at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I thought that, you know, 
at the time, that, that was another reason why this would be a good decision because I could run the company while I'm here with the FEMBA program. Um, the full-time would have been a tough angle for me. I would have probably had to let the company go for a little while. Um, but it was a good uh, hand-in-glove fit that, that I could continue to run it, try and develop uh, some of the tools out and network and, and really see what um, educational marketing is all about and try and apply that to you know, either clients that I had or, or you know, field knowledge that, that I had gained. So um, I did come back to school with that business being my, you know, priority and, uh, you know, also enhancing my education and network. So as you walked in the door, you would have considered yourself basically an enhancer. I'm going to, I want to take 100%. Mojo forward. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't know what, um, even inside of business school, what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get in. And then I, like I said, figured out from there. I didn't know if I wanted to be a marketer, uh, you know, wealth management, I didn't know if I wanted to do finance. I didn't know if I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had, I had no idea, to be honest with you. My, my business world was what I did for con content development when I started my company. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how many you know, different facets you could go through, particularly in business school. You know, I, I had never looked at it as an option. I never studied even what's involved in business school because you know, my head's down and, and I'm trying to make money and you know, move my company forward. Yeah. So when I got here, it was just, uh, you know, I, I had to become a sponge and just listen and absorb, you know, what other people did, what classmates did, what classes there are to offer, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just navigate the waters. Literally, I was like Nemo jumping in the ocean and, you know, I, I had no idea. Some water was deep, some water was shallow, some things were colorful, some things were dark, you know, but, um, if, you know, if I just got out there and looked at all of them, I, I, I assumed I could figure it out. Take us back to kind of Leadership Foundations, opening, kickoff, quarter one. What was it? I mean, you graduated 2004, so you're coming back about nine years later or something. Yeah. You know, what's it like to, especially as a person who hasn't seen the material before, like what was that first quarter transition? What was that? Yeah, I think the um, the, the most intimidating uh, aspect of coming back was meeting new peers. You know, there was, there was, I don't know, 300, 350? Yeah, you had a great yeah. class. About 300, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there's tons, right? So these are people that are coming from all different types of the world that, absolutely are smarter than, than me, particularly in what they do, you know, but no matter how smart you are, somebody's smarter, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, around but, here, that <laughs> tends to be the rule. Always. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the rule everywhere. <laughs> um, so that for me was the most overwhelming part coming back, seeing, uh, peers that, you know, are doing the same thing I am or doing totally different things. Um, and just trying to present yourself as, as somebody that deserves or wants to be at a program like UCLA Anderson. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, th that went away quickly, but that was a challenge. As soon as you step on campus here, you know, before you make your friends, before you, you know, you match up and have colleagues within the school, it's, it's like a square off. You know, who, who's who here? Right. Who, who am I going to be working with? Like, who has what job at where, um, you, you know, in the FEMBA program? And um, the hardest part was was being quiet sometimes and hmm. just listening to what other people did, what they do, what they like, what they love, what their family's about. Uh, you know, in the workplace... You know, once you establish that with, with your, you know, uh, employees and uh, bosses, that's all that's there. There's no variance, you know, during the day. You see the same people. All it is is just a different project, you know. But every time I showed up over here, like I had to meet three, four, five, six, you know, ten new people every day. And that that's taxing. That's taxing to listen and try and, like, understand these are going to be colleagues and classmates for the next three years, mm. you know. Um it's no different than going on on campus as an undergraduate, you know, as a freshman, except for the fact that you you know you're young and stupid at, at seventeen. <laughs> you know, you, I you can know. do anything exactly. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, in a party here or there, we'll fix everything. Right, you right, know, right. here here in the in the business sense, it's it's just a little bit different, and it and it takes work. 
tell like where in the world does the time come from? I mean, you're an Olympic level athlete, so you probably have a different relationship to time management than the average person. That would be my assumption. You jumped in cold water every morning for ten years of your life, or whatever. Which is the worst part about swimming is getting in the cold water at five a.m. when it's dark out. I'm telling you, I mean, it must never warm up, right? Never. It never gets better ever, <laughs> ever. So you walked in the door with a kind of tolerance for pain. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You know, you know, so I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah. Don't, don't, no. don't take your deposit no. back. You're, you're going to be great in Fembo. Yeah. Don't let me scare anyone I mean, off. That, but I'm still here smiling. Yeah. There you go. But like how, like, I mean, you know, Dylan, there's a saying that my dad always says, the busier you are, the more you get done. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, one way that I was able to manage it here was I I looked at it um, in in relative. Okay. Because there were people here, Dylan, that um, that were just married. Mm, They just had a kid that drive up from San Diego. And I'm sitting in my seat. I'm like, okay, I drove from 30 minutes over. I don't have a significant other. I, I didn't go into the office today. Um, I did work, but it's it's relative. You know, I looked at right. them. I'm like, how the hell are they doing this? Yeah. How is this possible? Let alone just attending class, but like applying what they're learning to either you know a new job or their current job and support a family. I just uh, I, I looked at that and I just. I, I shut my mouth up real quick and just put my mm. head down and said, if someone like that is pulling this off, then you won't ever hear me complain about what, what it's going to take to get this done in the next three years. That's that's what as an as an outsider observing the the Fimba tribe. That's what I love is that I see this kind of like whatever shared enthusiasm or you know um, uh, inspiration via respect because it it I hear I mean I hear PhDs on alumni panels talk about being intimidated by classmates. I'm like, you have a PhD for goodness sake. For sure. And yet, you know, you can recognize excellence in others. So that's, I love that. Um, Here's just a kind of a a interest question for me. Like, so if you had to evaluate year one, two or three, which was your favorite year and why? (laughs) Um, My favorite year would definitely be this last year. Okay. Year three. Um, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel and I Mm -hmm. kind of um, navigated towards in my mind what I what I wanted to do you know mm-hmm. we could talk about that later in terms of starting a company here but everything started to apply by, by my third year you know I, I had uh, visions of what classes I wanted to take what I could pick apart on what what groups I wanted to belong to mm-hmm. what friends and colleagues I thought could uh, you know mutually benefit each other um, in terms of, of a profession um, and I feel like it's my school you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean now I walk through the halls I see people hey what's up you know how's how's your wife how's the new company you know did you get fired yet? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, th- there was a sense of familiarity about it then. You know, I felt like I was one of us. Mm. You know, the the first year, uh, you're just trying to fit in. You know, you're trying to fit in, and uh, in more in more ways than one. You know, you're you're trying to have people understand who you are and understand them. Uh, you're trying to prove to professors that you belong here. Um, you know, you, you're trying to figure out how to handle the uh, academic load. You know, uh, and you throw all three of those together. I mean, I haven't been in school in 10 years when I came back. 10 years. Yeah. You know, you forced me to take the GMAT, and I hadn't even <laughs> done some equations I, I had seen since I was 18 years old. So, uh, um, you know, taking tests, timers, mm-hmm. uh, bringing pen and paper, calculator. This was, uh, you know, I brought my TI-82 from when I was in college, and, you know, I had some engineers looking at me like, what the hell is that machine in front of you? You know, and I was like, "Listen, I'm about to spend one hundred thirty thousand dollars on my tuition here. I'm not getting a new calculator. It's just not going to happen." It was principal. <laughs> it was principal. But um, the first year, that first year, um, 
you, you just want to do anything and everything. I joined five clubs, I think. Wow. You know, I, I didn't even know that. I just, and I joined them for three years. Immediately, I just said, I, I'll figure this out later. I just need to do, do, do. And then, uh, you know, I'll throw all these pickles at the window and a couple of them will stick. Yeah. So, what, what clubs did you join? Um, I joined EA, the Entrepreneur Association. I joined the uh, Marketing Association. I joined the uh, Sports Business uh, Association. Um, I wisely did not join the Wine Association because <laughs> uh, I've seen them sometimes in class the next day after some of their outings. So, um, hey, extracurriculars. Uh, yeah. That's part of the journey. Hey, listen, uh, what's it called when you're uh, the, the smartest wine guy? A sommelier? Oh, or the sommelier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they make a lot of money. So That's right. I, you know, I could be quiet on that aspect. But um, So I, I would say my favorite year is my third year. The most difficult is the first. But you can expect that, you, yeah. you know, that – you got to navigate the waters and then when you're comfy, you know, you own it, you know? Hey, I love that. It's my school. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's, I like, yeah. and I, like, I, and I, and I proudly say that, you know, especially around, around halls here. I don't, I'm not walking on eggshells anymore wondering who's who, you know, I come over here, grab a sandwich, sit down with somebody that I've been taking classes with three years. There's people here that I, I feel like I'm best friends with and I have never seen them outside of campus. And mm -hmm. I still feel like we're, we're great friends. Not only because I know this is the FEMBA program, they have a nine to five, you know, they don't necessarily want to see me, you know, outside of class. But um, I, had, I had made great friends here that were just campus friends. And I also made some, you know, that, that have moved beyond uh, just the community here at Anderson. Love it. And um, I didn't, I don't think I asked you to prep this question, but did you do global access program or? I did not. I just finished uh, BCO. You did BCO. So yeah. it's a and, BCO business creation option. Tell people a little bit yeah, about so, that. Um, That's one of the options for the field study completion. yeah so the um so the thesis study here is either um gap or bco and um i never really even gave gap a, a a thought to be honest with you and i know it's a very prestigious program here and uh anderson prides itself on it probably leads you, you know uh with that foot forward in terms of what it uh what ex has accelerated in over the years um but i didn't even look at it mm. I, didn't, I didn't even think it was an option i think it's more of a mentality that i've gone through all my life that I'm not going to do research for anybody else. Though. Mm. You know, it's just why do that when, you know, I, I'd rather create. Mm -hmm. I'm a creator. I want to go, like, learn, fail, you know, apply, learn it again. And, um, yeah, I didn't want to be forced into a direction that, you know, already kind of has a vision. Right. You know, because yeah, with the Global Access Program, for people who don't know, yeah. you're, you're, you and your teammates are really doing a, a, a consulting job, a consulting job yeah. for an early stage, high tech, high growth company. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I had lots of classmates that did it, that loved it. So right. it was one of the greatest experiences they've ever gone through. Um, but I also have classmates that I've dug in the trenches, you know, and got blown up by hand grenades before that were in my BCO program. So, um, you know, there was heartbreaks, failures, but there was also a lot of successes, but it's just a, a mentality, you mm -hmm. know, of, of what you become through uh, business school. And a lot of people are great at doing uh, what they're told and do phenomenal work that make companies millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, and then there's people that, you know, could, you could throw them a startup and then it'll be up and running in six months and, and making revenue. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the breadth of interest and ability in our student body does amaze me. And gap is creeping up on half a billion dollars of, of trackable yeah. benefit that, that, you know, these Global Access Program team projects have generated. Yeah, and I and I tell a bunch of people in Gap, I'm uh, I always tell them to to sign a contract in front so they could get, at least get some IPs out, <laughs> out of it or something. Now they do a great job for a lot of good companies, and like I said, yeah. uh, you know, you travel the world, and and particularly with Gap, you know, you have groups of five, six, seven people that uh, you spend lots of hours with. 
yeah. you know, lots of hours with um, after you've got to know them through the program. But, um, you know, it's like going to work with colleagues. You yeah. know, they give you give this project. You have a four or five person team and go figure it out. Yeah. Bring us the answer. Fix our machine. It's all of our money. Go fix it for us. Yeah. And uh, they've done really good j- jobs at that. So <clears throat> I had a really good, uh, really good experience in BCO. Um, I was um, uh, Jeff uh, Shinerock was my advisor, nice. and yeah. and I had him through two classes too. So we had become very close, and uh, I learned a lot about him and his co- company uh, originate, and and he harnessed a couple of us in really well. So um, I, I mean, I, I have to say, I became an entrepreneur. I didn't know what I was going to study here at uh, Anderson. I came in with marketing background mm-hmm. um, from my company, but. Um, once my first year passed, I started taking a curriculum that was based heavy in entrepreneurship, whether it's business plan development or uh, entrepreneur ventures or early stage startups, uh, early stage marketing, anything that kind of helped small companies or new companies um, advance. And uh, that's why I ended up taking the BCO. I had a great project with a great leader. It was um, digital online local newspaper publishing uh, with you know, direct to ad sales and, um, our CEO, our leader of our group has had a company in Santa Barbara for eight years, uh, called Newshawk that we were uh, looking at their inefficiencies and trying to turn into a very scalable business, which, you know, is pretty popular in the media right now about local news. Mm. And, uh, we got to do a lot of really cool things in the industry around here with, uh, you know, conventions, seeing local papers, watching, uh, you know, big purchases of newspapers go up, you know, you read about it with, uh, Bezos and, uh, you know, the Washington Post. So it was really applicable. You know, mm-hmm. what we were learning doing our research and trying to apply a business model to something that we could find margins in. You know, that's the goal, right? Start a business, make revenue, make money. Yeah. And uh, to have it firsthand and do it through the program with uh, BCO and all the resources here in, uh, you know, in L.A. with, with our advisor and with uh, UCLA was a great experience. Excellent. Thanks for kind of walking us through that. And then, so you walked in with Mojo Marketing, mm-hmm. and now you got new plans of yeah. that. So let's let's get people caught up on. I mean, what... I, I guess I would say if you're if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you come through the program here, if you don't have one idea that that you you pursue, I would I'd stick around for a little bit longer. But um, you know, a million of them cross your cross your uh, desk here at UCLA, whether it's through the curriculum or whether it's stimulated through the curriculum. You know, back out in your your daily life. Um, but mine kind of came full circle once um, I started learning about early stage startups and what it takes to start a company, whether it's just legally, financially, uh, contractually, or, you know, business partners. Um, I, I formulated this idea, particularly, um, you know, most good ideas come up about uh, something in your life that's either wrong, it's, it's vacant, or you think you can fix it. So um, for me to come up with this idea, um, it, it kind of struck full circle for, with me. I'm a really big sports fanatic, particularly in uh, statistics. And um, I came up with this idea that, um, I wanted to start a sports statistics company based around search. I felt that there was nothing out there that, um, you know, you could type or speak a question and it go find very specific sports data very quickly. Hmm. You know, our, uh, our value proposition was that you don't have to dig through websites anymore, ESPNs, Yahoo Sports, like five, six clicks, but all you have to do is type or say the question that you want and we deliver the single data point back to you. Nice. So that was good. So I learned about like, um, if that could possibly even be a business by understanding uh, minimum viable products, you know, lean operations, uh, value propositions, business plans, and um, you know, I kind of, I kind of put those into play. Um, I was handling BCO at the same time, and I liked it. I loved it. Um, our leader um, obviously taught me a lot about local online publishing, but it wasn't my love. It's not my love, but it was a great experience to understand what how, how to make a business. Mm-hmm. And while I was going through that process, I saw the ups and downs and tried to apply them to this idea of mine that I wanted. 
and that I wanted to do. And the good thing about it, while doing it in school, I was able to utilize the resources here at UCLA to get a lot of things, uh, you know, off the ground. Uh, Startup in a Box helped me out a lot here in terms of finding uh, deferred legal work. Hmm. You know, ten, twenty thousand dollars of legal work with a company called DLA down the road, which is a huge firm. Um, there was some stuff up at the Blackstone uh, camp, uh, you know, just up the hill here, uh, with some talks about guerrilla marketing. Uh, you know, there were a lot of things that like. It was just encompassing my whole life. What I was learning day to day, I would literally go home and apply it to my startup and thinking that night. So while I'm in class, I had this idea. This was the, probably the pivotal part uh, point in my MBA career that I understood what was going on. Mm. So I had this vision in my mind and I was taking classes that I didn't know stuff about, but I thought would help me get this company and, and launch it forward or at least make me as a person firsthand understand what these lessons actually do in real life you know you can sit there and read the book all day long and you know dummies marketing social marketing but until you understand how it applies to something that you love or are doing you're not really learning the lesson you know you're just taking notes but what's cool is this mentality of i had my business i knew what it was i knew what i wanted and that would be in the back of my mind while i'm sitting there in class so when i'm understanding these concepts i'm taking down notes that are applicable directly to my business so if it's these tactics that are talking about either web development or SEO, search engine optimization, I'm writing specific ideas down to my company versus just generalized notes. And at that point, I knew I was like, this is really like paying off right now because I'm in this mind frame of, okay, this is what it is. This is how it's going to work. And this is what I'm going to do tonight yeah. or what I'm going to do the next day. And that was the pivotal moment for me that I really felt like, A, I become a businessman and an entrepreneur at the same time. It was really cool. Really cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I meant to say this earlier, not to correct you, you know, it's your, it's your podcast, but you said, oh, I became a man when I went to school or something I'm like that. You were a man when you walked uh, in the door. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was already established. Well, it's, it's interesting, Dylan, to be, to be honest with you, um, with my, with my background, um, you know, in swimming, uh, particularly in the athletic world, you know, you can get pigeon held really bad that, you know, uh, once an athlete, always an athlete, that's, yeah. you'll always ever be is an athlete. And I never saw myself at, like that. You know, that's one of the reasons why I went to the University of Virginia for undergrad, you know, being along with UCLA, combating for number one and there two as the best public university, uh, you know, in the country. And um, that was a big reason why, why I came back to school and, and even here at UCLA to let people know that um, I'm not just an athlete. You know, I, I am a thinker. I like business. I like people. You, you know, I don't just like the smell of chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh and, and it meant a lot. It meant a lot to me, you know, particularly if I was going to get back in the business world, there's nothing, I promise you, no regret ever when I tell anybody in this town that I am at Anderson. I, actually, I don't even say Anderson. I'm in business school at UCLA. And I tell you people, Dylan, that I never thought would have known anything about this school. They're like, Anderson, you're at Anderson. I'm like, yes, I've been in Anderson two years. I'm graduating a year. They're like, damn, you know, that's a great school. And it was kind of combination with, wow, I have a lot of respect for you. You know, obviously I know you as, you know, gold medalist, world record holder, but you're in Anderson. <laughs> Let me get this straight. And I'm like, yes, I'm in Anderson. <laughs> and uh, that, that made me have a lot of pride. That made me have a lot of pride walking around in this town with a lot of people who have gone to Anderson, know what UCLA has done for this city and what type of, you know, powerhouses it's, you know, provided in the world of business. It kind of made me feel established, you know, that like I had gotten into the business world and that, you know, I would be taken seriously and that, um, you know, I was on my way, am on my way, mm -hmm. you know, to, to doing bigger and better things. And uh, I hold my head up for that for sure. Oh, I love it. You know, are you a serial entrepreneur? Like 
you know, you're, it's three years later, you're, you're kind of looking forward. You know, how do you like, yeah, what, what's there for you now? Like, yeah. What's percolating? You, you know, Dylan, this last couple of weeks is uh, interesting. So like I said, about three weeks ago, I took my last class. I actually, it was about five o'clock on a Friday and I finished my thesis. We were the last group to go on Friday at five o'clock. So, Ooh, wow. um, you know, me and, and my uh, business partners, we went button or top button and, um, two of us were done and, and one wasn't. And, uh, yeah, I was driving home and I called my parents and I said, um, I'm done. And they're like, yeah, you're done. They're like, does it feel any different? I'm like, no, it doesn't feel any different. I've done this drive home, you, you know, for the past three years. Um, I think it's changed me in like a, in an ambiance type of way, the way I talk to people, yeah. uh, the conversations that I feel comfortable engaging in, um, the way I push other people, you know, to come with me on this business venture, you mm -hmm. know, um, so right now, I mean, I, I'm loving what I'm doing with this company. We're, uh, we're, we've already, uh, invested a decent amount of money into it and got our minimal viable product out there. Um, that's a technical term you'll, you'll learn in year two. There you go. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'm going to push this forward for, for as long as I can. We're raising money. Um, I'm meeting VC groups around the, the city here, talking to angel investors. Three years ago, I would have never walked in that room. I've been so intimidated by terms. Uh, you know, by money, by uh, commitment and responsibility. And I, I mean, I take these meetings, you know, all the time now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it really got me into uh, just a lifestyle that I'm super happy with. I can't predict the future. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for a job. Um, I don't want to be that person that is like so tense over like finding that, that job that I want. Um, I just don't think that that's the way things unfold. Um, I think, you know, tomorrow I could wake up, meet the person that, you know, hires me or I start a business with. Um, but right now I'm really focused on Statfuel. It's, it's, it's everything I learned in my last two years and I, and I owe it to myself to ride it out, whether, um, you know, it doesn't launch or whether it becomes a multi-million dollar acquisition. Um, I owe that to me, you know, uh, I owe $130,000 of education to that, to that also. So, yeah. um, it's, it's just day, day by day. And if I had to say, you know, recommend to people the way to get through business school and also beyond business school is day by day. You know, it just adds up. That's all it does is just adds up. You learn something new the next day and then you put it back out in the universe again. You know, it's the same with the job. You go to the job, you do the project. Do you like the project? Were you good at it? Are you still going to keep getting salary? Move on. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just increasing your chances of being successful, being around other people are and learning other things that are and just putting yourself in that environment that I think... I'm just going to operate at, you know, just moving forward. I don't, I don't have any like clear path. Like I told you earlier in the interview, just get rid of linear. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I like and, that. and you don't want it to be, you don't want it to be linear is just really constricted to what you think and what you see, you know, you should take multiple paths here. And even the, even the crap ones, you know, when I think we're failures, I I'm such a believer in like, yeah, but you remember I met this one guy there, even though I was terrible who introduced me to this other guy who talked to me about this conversation conversation that I took away from him and met my business partner through that information that he gave me and now we're successful on it. You know, it's just a snowball effect out here and, you're, and like I said, you're throwing more pieces at it and chances and opportunities and I think really that's the only way you can be successful. Just keep putting yourself out there. It'll just all unfold at the same time or, you know, slowly. It's just, you can't force it. Love it. Love it. Well, um, any, let's see, any kind of shout outs, any faculty shout outs? You, you mentioned Professor Shinerock, yeah. anybody else who deserves a little, you know, okay. So there, there's, um, I don't think, uh, sports, you know, gets the, um, gets the uh, praise here at UCLA that it should, mm. but 
Um, I, I think everybody understands if you read anything in the newspapers, you know anything about advertising, you know anything about sponsorships, you know anything about television rights, you know, which yeah. sports are, are just escalating where, where right is now. The money? Okay? Follow That's the money. It. With yeah. all the over-the-top uh, devices and, you know, corporate money looking to finding ways to reach people through marketing, sports is just recession-proof. And, and I've always been in sports and I've always loved it. Um, Two of the classes that I took, um, three of the classes that I took here were very, very heavy sports business, sports marketing, sports development, sports advertising uh, based. And the, these classes were phenomenal. Mm. Like um, Jeff Morad, mm-hmm. obviously a big name out there, a super sports agent, now a business owner. He uh, he really helped me develop my uh, my vision and what, what's out there in, in sports. And um, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful class. So the first day of class, we're sitting there. About halfway through class, Jeff's telling us a story about, you know, how he was in Jerry Maguire and, um, uh, Steinberg, his partner as, as agent is who it was based on. And, uh, you know, we're in one of the nicer classrooms here, I think in A or B. And, um, you hear the door close behind us. Don't really like pay attention because we're trying to focus on Jeff. And, uh, somebody comes by me, you know, walks by. I'm in the back row, of course, where I always like to sit so I can watch the uh, basketball game and not get caught. <laughs> in a sports class, you're allowed to do that. So okay. It's part of the curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, particularly in advertising, because we'd watch ESPN and then the commercial break would happen and no commercial popped up. And we have the digital, um, world programmer for ESPN. I'm like, I don't understand. Can you not sell these spots? Like, why does it say we're waiting for the broadcast to come back? He's like, listen, please. Be patient. We're working on this. We don't know how to monetize the digital space yet, you know. So nice. it was like a hands-on learning learning experience. But back to the story. So this gentleman walks by and kind of like taps me on the shoulder. And I'm like, oh, you know, I turn around, and uh, it's a Rod. Nice. Yeah, it's a Rod. Jeff brings in a Rod, uh, you know, for the first day of class. And uh, you know what's what's great? You know, he comes in, tells his story, the ups and downs. Uh, you know, everything about the steroids case to where he felt like he, you know, lost his vision as a, you know, as a a man, as a ball player. Wow. And there were so many opportunities like I had just like this when I was here. Um, when I was here taking classes, uh, it's just it's just unbelievable to think of you know these opportunities that uh, you know present itself that I never thought. I thought I would just you know obviously come back here and take a lot of technical classes, learn from a couple you know, CEOs, but just for me, some of the sports stuff was great. I mean, I had a class with, uh, Peter Gruber who, who, you know, is obviously just man of the year around here right now, especially everything he's, you know, done with the Warriors and all the businesses that he owns and the Dodgers and blah, blah, blah. And the the entire world of sports. Was that the class Um, with Dean Olian? Was that the, or was it? No, that was, uh, that was last quarter. This was a year ago. The first class, I think he taught over in the film school. So they let us branch out. There were a couple undergrads in there too, to be honest with you. These these kids had no idea what, what, what was going on. Um, he brought in speakers like Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA. Nice. Um, he brought in Jeannie Buss of the Lakers. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about oh, this he, Oh, he brought in heavy hitters, heavy, heavy hitters. Um, brought in Mark Shapiro. He brought in um, Kevin Plank, CEO of Under Armour. It's just insane. It was like week after week, like insane. He brought in uh, Scott Blackman the, um, uh, of the USOC. And uh, I got into it a little bit with him about some, you know, funding issues about in terms of, um, you know, how to support Olympic athletes, especially post uh, collegiate careers. Um, but, you know, you got to peel those layers back. It's a business. You know, sports is a business. You know, if you love sports, there's billions of dollars to be out there. And what was great about the curriculum is it just, you know, got you in that mind frame of not just watching the game and loving players. Like while I'm watching the game, I'm like, 
why are those seats empty? And then why was that? Why is that sign over over there? And why when we came on the broadcast was that commercial only thirty seconds? And then we cut back. You, you, like I said, it's this mind frame. You know, I never watched sports like that before. I was I was a fan, and I just wanted to see stars and good sports and action. And I'm just picking apart this game in terms of like, where's money? Where's money falling out here? Where's it sliding through the cracks? And well, ultimately, where can I go get this money? <laughs> you know, how can I make that money my money? Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, that was just an impressive part that really struck home with me. Also here, um, outside the entrepreneurship side, those were my two paths. Here was like sports, sports business, and uh, entrepreneurship world here here in LA. And shit, they just they just over impressed me. They really did. Oh, I love it. And uh, how about any? Um... You know, shout outs to you know, some friendships you've made along the way. Anybody, uh, you know, anybody who gets, a, who yeah, gets some love? There's a lot of uh, people, you know, I, 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 the list could go on, but I'll tell you the part that was really cool about it was the times when you, you, you forgot that you were in business school nice. and, and you felt like you were an undergrad again. You know, and those to me were like, you let your guard down, you know, your, your title at your job didn't matter how, mu- how much money you make, you know, whether you failed your last entrepreneurship, you know, company. There's, those didn't matter. These were like just friends and just, bonding rivalry events that were you know back down to the really like human level hmm. and uh, those were some of the best moments here you know whether it was section wars yeah nice. you know or i went up to I, I went up to stanford flew up with a couple of classmates and did c4c so we competed against other business schools that's a challenge for charity a yeah. very fun thing you can do yeah there. so um the, the school really does a good good job of those um you know in terms of like I said, making everybody feel like you know at the end of the day it's about like doing and sharing with other people Love it. Love it. All right. Um, I guess just last question. So, you know, so, you know, you're talking to a new person mm-hmm. and you want to, you want to give them a little nugget of gold. So if you knew then what you know now, anything like yeah. that or any kind of final thoughts you have? Yeah. You know, the part that I told you about the, the hardest was, was my first year here. Yeah. Um, it's scary. It is. But, um, you know, just like everything else you go to, you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, right? They're just as scared as you are. They've never done this before yeah you know what i mean they have have no idea what they're expecting uh you know so don't be scared like to to look stupid because you don't i don't i can't recall a single time here that you know i i felt like i look stupid and people judge me for it they might have laughed you know but i'll tell you what like we became colleagues and friends and you know we took classes together don't don't be scared to put it all out there ask questions you know what i mean that that part like if you don't do that I think you're missing out like on the opportunity in business. Um, it was an interesting thing. I had been through my second year here and I was over at, um, I can't remember the name of the event. It was, uh, it was a fireside chat of some sort over in, at the Santa Monica VC house. And um, there was another UCLA Anderson student there. I, I hadn't met him or known, known anything about him. And he walked up to a conversation that I was having with one of my colleagues. And I wouldn't say it was like tech heavy or like term heavy, but um, I said a couple things that that I would never have known what they were until I had gone through the curriculum. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And 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 this uh, student, you know, he he stopped me like mid sentence. He's like, I don't I I don't know what VC you know, or I can't remember that exact thing. But it was a term, you know, right. that he didn't know. He's like, I, I right. you, you know, and and asked me what it was, and I, I was like, this this kid. This is the smartest kid I think I know around here because he wanted those answers. You know, I it was only a quarter into his, you know, education here. I think he was a first year full timer. So, and I was like, oh well, this is what it is. And I really enjoyed explaining to him the knowledge that I had just gained through this program. Like, I felt like I was the teacher. You know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And uh, I think that's my message there. Ask your your colleagues. 
and, and your uh, classmates, you know, they, they're going to feel great about the fact that they know this information. They're going to give you this information and you're going to go do something with this information. You know, so that's what I, I, I say to people when they come here. Ask questions early, often, tons of them. There ain't going to be a single person here that's saying, oh my gosh, how does he not know that? You know, there's, there's no way. That will never happen here. And for you to just get all that as much as you can, just be a sponge here and, and ask it. Not only will it help break down the barriers of like early friendships and like, yeah. you know, workplace stuff, but you'll learn quicker. You'll learn sooner. And, and that, that's my biggest recommendation. Oh, and one more thing. Network like crazy here. Yeah. Network, okay? But take time and effort to do it. You know, when you meet somebody, write their name down. Write who they were. Write down the person that you knew. All right? Go home and look at that just like you did your classwork. I'm telling you, I would say 75% of my experience has come from networking here at UCLA. Whether the person I met introduced me to somebody that I needed to meet to learn something, you really have to put in as much work there as you do your schoolwork. And that's really, really, really tough for FEMBAs because they have work all day long. Right. You know, they yeah. go nine hours. You know, their network is right at their office there. But as much as you do in your schoolwork, put it into networking here also. Because at the end of the day, yeah, sure, you got an MBA here, uh, you know, from Anderson. But you're going to work with people that like you. They respect you. They want to be around you. And, and that's where it's truly going to unfold in terms of, like, you looking back and be like, I met that person in business school. You know, it changed my life. Whether it's your, your wife or husband or your boss or, or an employee. Yeah. You, you know, just take the time to understand people have empathy for them, what they do, and uh, it will get reciprocated. It'll go a long way. Well, thank you. The guest today, Ed Moses, um, his companies are Mojo Marketing and Media and the brand new Stat Fuel LLC. Uh, where can people find you if they want to find more about your companies? Websites, where would I send them? Yeah, I mean, you can go on the website. You can go on mojomarketingmedia.com. Um, Statfield's in uh, in beta right now. You okay. know, if you find my email address, I'll, get, I'll give you the password <laughs> Password <laughs> to it. Um, Forthcoming. And, so now you're starting yeah, a trend. Good. I love it. It's fantastic. So thank you very much. And um, stay tuned for the next episode 